This podcast is brought to you by Alliance Motor Auctions. Has your car shit itself? Then you've got to go with Alliance. It's the easiest way to buy a quality car at a very competitive price. Located in Moorbank, New South Wales. Call 02-9822-7200 or visit www.allianceauctions.com.au South Coast Window Furnishings. Have your window furnishings shit themselves? Then you've got to get in touch with SCWF. They service the south coast of New South Wales from Wollongong to Bermagui. Give Jamie a call for a free quote on 0408 812 007 or like them on Facebook at South Coast Window Furnishings. Elite Sports Physiotherapy. Has your back or another part of your body shit itself? Then look no further than ESP. Established in 2006, Elite Sports Physiotherapy provides physiotherapy and massage services to the people of Melbourne. Located on the mezzanine level, 13-15-1 Freshwater Place in Southbank, Melbourne. Give them a call on 03-8640-0328 or visit elitesportsphysio.com.au today. Also, special thanks to verse.com.au for putting the finishing touches on this podcast. Cheers. Hello. Thanks for listening uh, from wherever you may be around the country or the world, probably more likely just the country. Um, my guest this episode is award-winning Australian photographer Nicole Reed. I sat down with Nicole in her kitchen. Uh, we chatted about what life is like behind the lens. This is Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. Nicole Reed, photographer. Thanks for taking it easy with me today. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh no, thanks for having me in your kitchen. First of all, it's uh, much appreciated. Um, lovely little kitchen here. Uh, now, we uh, first met probably about four years ago, I would say. Um, uh, I asked you to do my photos for the comedy festival for a poster. Uh, I needed for the festival, and you said yes, thankfully. And uh, <laughs> um, then you've since done, I think you've done four of my festival yes, posters yeah. now. Yep. Um, each time we catch up, which is maybe once or twice a year for the photos, um, I leave our meetings or our shoots thinking Nicole has got the coolest job in the world because you're always talking about travel, you've been traveling for photography, or interesting people you've photographed. Uh, is photography as enjoyable as it looks from the outside? That's a really good question because I often get people um, who don't know me in person but will follow my Instagram or my Facebook saying things like, oh, you've got the coolest job ever. I'm so <laughs> jealous of your life. You're so lucky. And um, it is a good job but I am a freelancer so, right. you know, I have to find my own work and I don't have a, a steady income um, yeah. And it's always a hustle. Yeah. Um, I nearly said hassle then, but no, I <laughs> meant hustle. Um, and running your own business is really hard. Yeah. Like, because I'm not only a photographer, I'm, you know, I have to market myself. I have to do my own paperwork and my yeah. own invoicing and chasing unpaid invoices and my own taxes and yes. all of that kind of stuff as well. So, it sounds very similar to my life, yes. being independent comedian. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot of invoicing. But what what uh, 
what made you know at what age did you start to get into photography? It was I was having a it's probably not even a midlife crisis because I wasn't old enough, but <laughs> I was probably in my early thirties, and I've also noticed a lot of my friends around that age to go through the same thing where yep. it's like. Wow, I'm in my early 30s. I'm, I've been doing this job for 10 years or 15 years. And, you know, what am I doing with my life? And yep. I was, as part of the job I was doing, it involved taking photos. I was doing magazine layout. Ah, right. And um, part of that was taking photos. And I just enjoyed that component of it yep. so much more than what I was doing. Yeah, right. That I went, well, I quit that job. Yep. But the person I was working for really didn't want me to quit my job. So I was lucky enough for, to, to have a little bit of leeway and a bit of bargaining where I said, well, how about I just cut my job down to three days a week and I work from home for you <laughs> instead of coming into the office and yeah. doing the magazine. And he was like, okay, cool. Right. And so I was able – it was an e- quite an easy transition because I still had – the income from my old job, yeah. But I had, um, I had the freedom to yeah. do what I wanted when I wanted, and so I was able to mix the two for a little while. Yeah, right. So that's the, so you've come at it, you know, at, at a later age. So, yeah. uh, so when you were left school, uh, sort of photography wasn't really anything you thought you'd do in the future, or was there something? Well, when I was in high school, I remember really wanting a Polaroid camera for yep. Christmas one year because I really wanted to do photography. And I remember my parents saying, we will buy you a Polaroid camera, but you have to buy your own film after, <laughs> after Christmas. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. So, well, I didn't get online because that didn't exist back then. <laughs> but I found out how much Polaroid mm-hmm. film was and went, I'm not going to, as a 15-year-old, I can't afford yeah. that um so i just kind of let it go yeah right yeah i i um had a bit of interest at school in photography i did photography for a year 11 and 12 originally i only, I only did it because mates of mine that had finished year 11 and 12 said you got to do photography it's the biggest pludge you, <laughs> oh, you, you go into the uh, art room you get a camera and you just go out into the school oval and around the school and take photos, supposedly. Yeah. But you just shoot basketball, kick the footy, and that was very appealing to me. And that's what I did <laughs> for the first six months of year 11. Um, but then I was like talking to my, my teacher, my photography teacher one day, and kind of showed me how to use the camera properly. And I started taking photos of us, kicking the footy and playing basketball. Nice. Uh, and then once I got into the uh, – we would develop our own photos – in the dark room at school, yeah, and something about—I just loved it. There's something about being in a dark room and the chemicals, and <laughs> not like—I don't mean like sniffing the chemicals, <laughs> but just the that whole process of then then seeing your finished work and hanging it up. Oh, yeah. um, it really appealed to me. But like you with the Polaroids, the cameras and things—it just seems so. Once I finished school, that the prices of everything just seemed yeah. so crazy. It just didn't seem within my yeah, possibilities. Yeah. So I just chose. An eight hundred dollar two year TAFE course in cooking <laughs> <laughs> instead, which I regretted uh, massively. Yeah, I was. I really hate mess. So being in the dark room, I really hated. I hated using chemicals and that whole process. So yeah. I was pretty lucky that when I finally decided to make the plunge into photography, it was all digital. 
So ah, I, right. I didn't have yeah. to deal with any of that mess. <laughs> right. And and so you've come into it late. Did you do any any study in photography? Did you do any classes or were you all self-taught? Yeah, I did. I tried several times to <laughs> study photography um, and it was at that period where digital photography was just coming in. Right. So film photography was on the way out and I – as part of my job – um, before I started doing layout and design, I was a high-end scanner operator. Okay. And so my for years and years, my job was to work with photographers or artists and convert their photos that were usually on slide film mm-hmm. into digital files. Right. And so which was a huge area of expertise back in the day like it was a really hard thing to turn an rgb file into a printable cmyk file for a magazine or a book and have it truly representative of the original color so that was my area of expertise like digital files and digital photographs in particular and retouching and color balancing so When I was in my early 30s and decided to go to RMIT because I thought everyone needed some kind of certificate or degree in photography to get a job in photography, um, they were still using the darkroom, which A, I hated. (laughs) And I probably knew more about digital files and therefore more about the end of digital photography than the teacher did. Right. So I never – it was just frustrating yeah. as an adult yeah. in putting yourself in circumstances like that yeah. where, you know, as you get older, time is much more valuable. So Absolutely. I didn't want to waste it sitting yeah, in, a, in a classroom not learning anything. Yeah. So, yeah. And after you took the plunge and decided to go, you know, lean to the photography side more, sort of how many years did it take till you thought, hang on, you know, I could, I could mm. make a living off this? Um, it took a while. Like for the first few years, I assisted on and off, yep. um, which uh, for any budding photographers out there is a really important thing right. to do yeah, to so get a job as an assistant. And is this for are you getting paid still for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah you get paid. Yep. Um, it's not great, but right. it's, yeah, it's, just it's better. It's better than a lot of service industries Absolutely, and. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did that for. A, a couple of years mm-hmm. and then, yeah, just started doing it, I guess. Yeah. Is, is it hard to uh, establish yourself in the photography scene in Australia? Like, well, you're based in, here in Melbourne. Um, mm. Say, for for example, my experience with stand-up, you, you come into the stand-up scene. When, you, when I moved here, you know, it's such a big city. There's a lot of comedians. Yeah. I imagine there's a lot of photographers. You've got to hustle uh, for, you know, probably four or five years doing – Every gig you can, just you know, first you've got to meet people to get on the gig in the, to start with, and then you're doing all the gigs, and then you're yep. meeting people, and then maybe it takes you five years, you got your foot in the door, and then you can sort of start to maybe make a little bit of money or yep. or, or get your name out there a bit more. Is it similar for photographers? Do you just it's, need to hustle for? It's definitely similar, yeah. Especially now, I think with the technology being much more accessible yep. to people who want to do photography. Um, it's so yeah, there there are a lot more photographers, yep. um, but 
at, at the time, because I'd worked in publishing for so many years, I had a lot of contacts. I was about to say, yeah. That's, yeah, already. Yeah, that's so um, one, of, one of my biggest collaborators and um, clients, I guess, Eddie Zamet, who was running a magazine or still runs a magazine called T-World, right. like I worked for him as a designer and a finished artist like probably 17 or 18 years ago oh, right. and then yeah. ran into him down the street one day and said, oh, hi, how are you going? Oh, I'm doing photography now if yeah. you ever need a photographer, you <laughs> <Great>. know. <laughs> and um, he was like, oh, cool. So and he – I think I covered – the first thing I did for him was I covered an event and then pretty soon I was doing all of his photography for his projects and his magazines and we've done a lot of really huge exhibitions together. So right. um, I have a lot of clients who – have kind of I've transitioned with, which have been really lucky. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a yeah, it's a huge hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and how many years do you think it took of the hustling? And say so you did the two years as a yep. assistant. Um, how many years do you think it takes to? Oh to, man, to, I'm still hustling. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's right. been it's been fifteen, no, thirteen years now. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think probably the last two years have been the first two years where I've been really happy with my income. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, I haven't been living kind of day to day or yeah. week to week. So I guess that's a good 10 years of You're going right. from nothing to doing well. Yeah, well it's, yeah. I guess it's similar with any, any art, artistic industry, it's... That ten, it seems like ten years is a very yeah. key number of hustling yeah. for that long and just um, starting to. Uh, is that a cat coming in the back? Back door. I think it. Yeah, I think it's my cat on <laughs> the shed noise. roof. <laughs> noise was the cat. What's cat's a heavy name cat. again? Um, my cat's name is Hanzo. Right, mm. very handsome cat. Just made a lot of noise out the back. <laughs> um, and fast forward to now, like obviously. You're saying the last two years have been great, but mm. you know, in this in this twelve thirteen year time, you've won awards, uh, you've travelled the world, uh, taking photos. Um, you know, what do you think it was in that last two years that took you to the next level? Do you think it's just that ten years of hard work and hustling that you know it, it's finally starting to pay off? Do you think that's what it is, or is there anything? I hope that, so. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you think you did in the last couple of years that just triggered um. and maybe just? Oh, that's a went good out question. And a lot more people saw some of your work. And yeah, I think it's just been um, having clients that I'm doing regular and consistently good work for. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a client, Hot Black. Um, <laughs> they're um, an amazing interior design company, and I started shooting for Sophie, who's the the founder of that company a very long time ago when it was just her yep. and now she's got a a really good company with yep. a lot of staff members, offices everywhere and I do a lot of work yep. for them. Um, interiors is probably like my bread and butter work. Right. So yep. I shoot for interior designers for their mm. folios and promo work and, you know, magazine articles and competition yeah. um, entrance and now I'm shooting for a lot of 
their clients right, as yeah. well. So I'll shoot an office space or a home for them and mm. then their suppliers will see the photos. Oh, yeah, they're right. really good photos. And so now I've moved into um, lighting companies who I shoot regularly for, right. um, construction, a few construction companies. And right. I think that's, yeah, it's kind of built up that keeps, way. In, yeah. yeah, keeps growing. And yeah. do you find interiors are better to uh, easy to take photos of than human beings. <laughs> People. <laughs> There's no, um, no whinging and no, you don't need to direct anyone. You can just, a chair will stay where it where you put it. Yeah, a chair will stay where you put it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of um, retouching and. Is it? It's, yeah, it's. I suppose it has to be perfect, doesn't it? Because it, yeah. it needs to. It's promoting that you know, yeah. a designer's. The trick is look. taking a photo and making it look like how it looks to your eyes. Right. Because, um, for instance, even in my little kitchen, there's probably four different light sources in, in here. Yep. And if I was to take a photo, the windowsill would look blue, the wall would look orange, the, right. the fluorescent light. Would look green. See, I'm not picking up any of that at all. Yeah, you can't that's, see it with your eyes because yeah. your eyes adjust. But yeah. to a camera, a camera can right. only balance to one of those light sources. Yeah. So you can make the blue, you can light balance for the outside light, yeah. but then the rest of the place will look orange. So right. shooting interiors and architecture is quite tricky in that respect. Right. So. I did- yeah. I did not learn that in my two years in high school, <laughs> <laughs> walking around the school playing basketball. Um, now, the thing I like, so you've, I was saying earlier, you've shot four of my uh, comedy festival mm. posters. I like, uh, the thing I like about you is uh, when you're taking uh, photos of people, like for me, the experience I've had with you is you're very laid back and you're yep. not, um, you know, you see on the movies, like, oh, come on, yeah. uh, smile, be sexy, all yeah, these sort of yeah. uh, over the top. Um, you just say, just say sit how you want, you know, and then you'll say like just put your just put your arm up like this, or just look put your chin up that way. Yeah. Then you'll snap. Then you go, oh, that looks pretty cool. And then you'll show mm-hmm. me, and I'll be like, fuck, that looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Do you find that your your laid back and just easygoing nature is uh, when when you finish the shoot with someone? Do they say, you know, I really like? I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I get like, that all the time. Right. Um, and it kind of makes me yeah a lot of. Um, people will say that shoots with me are really stress-free and really easy, um, which makes me wonder how some other people work to, to make, <laughs> you know, to make, make a photo shoot stressful. But um, I guess the kinds of people I shoot, like I shoot a lot of artists, yeah. whether it be comedians or musicians or street artists and they're generally people who really don't like to have their photo taken. Yes. I, uh, um, yeah. And I hate getting my photo taken. Mm. Like you hardly see any photos <laughs> of me anywhere. So I can really sympathise with the people on the other side of the camera. And for me, like if someone was trying to get me to be extroverted or do something funny or something quirky in front of the camera and it was just wasn't in my nature, yeah. like I'd walk out. Like I, I wouldn't be able to cope with it, so um, I try not. To, I try and make the people feel as comfortable yeah. as possible, um, and yeah, not pushing someone to do something they don't feel comfortable doing is the best way to do it. Yeah, I can't say I've ever been in a situation where a photographer has been pushy or anything like that, mm. but I definitely feel nervous when I go to a, a right. photo shoot. <laughs> I don't know why. I just um, 
And I, I don't know what – I'm sure everybody has this, but you get a photo of yourself and it can be taken in by a professional like yourself in the best light yeah. and you're still like, what is going on with my head? Why does <laughs> – why is my head shaped like that? Like it's uh, it's probably how I'm going to feel about listening back to this <laughs> podcast and hearing my own voice and go, what do I really sound like that? What's he done? Uh, I'll touch it up. It's fine. Uh, yeah. We've got auto-tune. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot deeper than I thought. Yeah. Um, oh, I sound like Rihanna. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, you've done a, a, a vast array of work Um I, I know a little bit about photography with the different. We're talking about it before the podcast about like uh, uh, like the genres of mm, comedy. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, of photography, <laughs> of photography. Yeah. Um, uh, and you are mainly uh, you sort of do uh, editorial, mm. uh, um, architecture. Yeah. Um, and the uh, portrait. Portraits. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. is there any of those that you were saying? You, you know, the interior mm. has become. A big part of your work. Yeah, is there anything yeah. you enjoy more than the other? Um, there are bits and pieces of each process that I like yeah. from each one. So I couldn't say that I like doing portraits more than I like doing interiors, but I like doing interiors. I like shooting interiors, but the retouching bit I don't enjoy so much. Right. And I really love shooting people. And I also love retouching people, but the gear that I sometimes have to lug around when I'm shooting portraits is just – that's the bit I hate about shooting portraits. And that's that's lights. Yeah, lights, um, my camera equipment, stands, backgrounds. That's one thing I I did notice when uh, we made at a studio, how much stuff – you have. Yeah. It's so <laughs> yeah. much. It is a lot. At the moment, I don't have a permanent studio I'm working out of. Yeah. I'm hoping to change that in the next couple of weeks. I'm looking at some spaces. Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, so I've got um, a home office, which I do all my editing and have all my gear. So I hire studios when I yeah. need to for portraits. And so, yeah, I have to take – it's a lot. Yeah. And it's when so much. Travelling internationally, <laughs> is that a, a hassle? Um, it can be like with big jobs, I'll generally hire equipment in at the other end. Um, so yeah, which is a lot easier than carting, you know, studio lighting on board, um, airplanes, especially the restrictions are getting harder, like weight restrictions and even batteries now, like. Even carrying a camera battery on an aeroplane is like a pain in the ass. You know, you have to have them all taped up and you have to have them in separate bags. And so if I was was wanting to take studio lighting, it would just, yeah, they'd they always red flag it. Yeah, right. They get like five different people in security, like trying to figure out the total wattage of all the batteries I have in my bag. And wow. Yeah, it's just getting harder and harder. So it's easier to hire equipment at the other yeah. end. Yeah, fair enough. You've taken some photos of some big, big name celebrities. Um, yeah. On your, I had a look on your website and we've talked about it before. You've uh, photo- photographed people such as Buddy Franklin, AFL yep. footballer, uh, Peter Hellier, uh, well-known comedian, TV presenter, and uh, mu- music. You've come across a lot of uh, music. Uh, Hilltop Hoods. You've yep. travelled 
uh, with them before on tour. Um, who was who was the worst celebrity? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> well, there's this guy called Daniel Connell. <laughs> I walked into that. Uh, yeah, is, is, do you find that it must be quite fun meeting uh, celebrities? It is, yeah, because it's always. I don't often get starstruck. Yep. I have been starstruck a couple of times um, when I've shot a few people, but as soon as I get the camera in my hand, it's, it kind of disappears. Yeah. Can but, you, can you uh, tell us who had you starstruck? Oh, Sam Simmons had me pretty Sam Simmons. starstruck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I was uh, very keen to uh, impress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, Yes, who else? Um, oh, I photographed Be Real, uh, the singer from Cypress Hill. Oh, um, wow. In his lounge room in Los Angeles. I was pr- cool. I was pretty starstruck then. That, that is. There's yeah. a really funny story, but it's really long um, <laughs> about that, that shoot. But I turned up to his studio to shoot him and he wasn't there, so the studio manager gave me his mobile phone number um, <laughs> to ring him to find out where he was. And, and I was like, what? Look at it. And I just like rang him and he was like, hello. And I'm like, oh, hi, is this be real? <laughs> um, it was, yeah, it was, it's a long, he, long story. Does he go by be real? I don't know. I didn't Did ask. I was too nervous. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a long time ago too, so I was still pretty – uh, green uh, okay, in the photography yeah. world. That's cool. Cool story. Um, but Be yeah, real. Cypress Hill, that's, that's great. Yeah, and yeah, all the, all the comedians I shoot yeah. to, they're, they're always fun. Yeah. It's it's probably one of my favourite times of the year, like when I'm – This is kind of October-ish yeah. um, when I'm shooting all the comedians. Yeah. It's, yeah, I love it. And it's, it's sort of growing fun. every year, isn't it? You seem to be doing more and more. Yeah. 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 That's, that's nice. Um, yeah, and return people like yourself. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, well, I think word is spreading and once people see an image, mm. they kind of ask the question, where did you get that done? And, yeah. Um, it goes from there. You're listening to Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. And you also shot uh, some of the local, the NBL, the Australian Basketball League. You shot their promo images for this, uh, yeah. for the 27 2018 season. Yeah, that was actually for um, a client of mine, Mitchell and Ness, who, make the, who made the uniforms ah, um, right. for the NBL this, yep. this year. So it was a shoot for them, and it was done at the, the press day um, the, it was last year now. I yeah, guess. right. Yeah. Um, so we had one player from. Every team, yeah, um, in the new uniform. Yeah, cool. Yeah, shot them. Yeah, that. they look great. I had a look on your website. They yeah. look fantastic. It was a and long it's... day. It was, I think, it was a six a.m. bump in. So I was up at four o'clock in the morning. Oh god! And I think we finished at about six p.m. Right. So yeah, because they were kind of staggered out, and you know, they were doing all kinds of press and yeah. shoots throughout the day. So yeah. And you scored, you had a bit of a score out of that, which I benefited from in my shoot with you uh, for this oh, year's festival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You scored like a bunch of background colours. Yes, well, we did um, for every team colour, we had a corresponding background yeah. colour. So it was for like the red uniforms, we had a red background. So I ended up with, um, I think, a good six or seven different coloured full length background yeah. roles, which are. <laughs> 
yeah, take up my hallway in my home at the moment. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, thank you, NBL Australia <laughs> as well. I, I, I think I've got the blue one in my photos. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so we'll talk about how you're a freelance and you know, you're doing everything yourself. Mm. Um, as a freelance, you often get commissioned. We've mentioned commission yeah. uh, with work. So this uh, commission is uh, someone will say, I want this done at this time for this price. Yeah. Um, uh, how much of your work is commissioned like now as a as a freelance and, and sort of what's the percentage of work you're doing that is freelance? Are you just getting people contacting you quite often? Is there things you have to turn down because it's it's too long? Or I've I've had to turn down a lot of work before Christmas right this year because I was booked every day, even the weekends, nearly yeah. for most of December. So there was one Friday just before Christmas where I had to turn down three jobs because they all had right. to be they all needed to be done on yeah. that day. So that was a bit heartbreaking. I guess um, uh, yeah, I guess but, that's a good sign that you're getting. That many offers, yeah. but there's only one of you to yeah. go around. So. I'm really in demand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just, yeah, it was busy all across the board, I think, for yeah. a lot of my photographer mates were yeah. really busy. So it was a really good end to the year for us. Yeah. But, um, yeah, most of my work is commission yeah. now. Um, yeah, so. Is, is what I ask you, that's not, is that, do you class yeah. that as commission? No, you, so, you've commissioned oh. me to take your oh, okay. portrait yeah, for right. your, okay. your poster. Yeah. There you go. Did yeah. not. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, you've also you've been commissioned by like big time Australian, like Australian Open Tennis commissioned you to go. Yes, on. yeah, that you, was, that must have been cool. You just got to walk around the Australian Open and it was take some snaps. It was um, it was quite the experience. I was commissioned by Tennis Australia to yep. do, I guess, more lifestyle right um, photography at yep. the tennis. Just the goings on. Yeah, so outside what was of the going games. on? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was grueling. I think I shot 12 days in a row. And right. being in the middle of the summer, it was um, – yeah. yeah. So both these things, this uh, the commission for the MBL and the Tennis Australia, both mm. mentioned grueling or long days. Yes. <laughs> is this, is this, <laughs> That's uh, the glamorous side yeah, of Yeah, I was going to say. So I yeah. think for people getting into photography, yeah. you know, you've got to expect um, – it sounds like – yeah, and, and is it because you – are the last one to call the shots? Is that because you're you're um, you have to be the most flexible? Because, like, say, the talent need you know managers want the talent to have the you know the dream run to be able to just come in when yes, you're already set. That up. is exactly yeah, yeah. it. Well, it's it's part of my job as well to not to to have like I liked if I'm shooting a portrait in a studio, for instance. Yeah. I will be in there an hour and a half, two hours before anyone else because I don't want people standing around watching me, you know, yeah, set up. Or I, I have an assistant as well, so that's not just me doing it all. But, um, yeah, I don't want my clients, all the talent having to, you know, sit around watching yeah. me set up, um, lighting. Swearing, and, yeah. kicking things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like setting up lighting and doing lighting tests yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I like to have all that set up. So, hopefully, in most cases, the talent can just step in and everything's yeah. ready to go. And um, one thing I found with comedians too <laughs> is that they're um, they're very time poor sometimes. So, yeah. the less time spent in the studio getting photographed by me, the better they'll feel about right. the shoot in the end. Right. So, I try and. Um, yeah, make yeah. it as easy as possible. Cool. And what, what would you say is the 
the most enjoyable commission you've ever worked on? Is there something that just stands out that you'd love to do again? Oh, hmm. I really love doing sporting stuff. Yeah. Um, the the M, shooting for Mitchell and Ness, doing the MBL stuff, was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and I've shot for the same company doing the Brisbane Lions oh, as well. Okay, and yeah. I've got them again coming up in, in a month. So yeah. that's cool. Are um, you a basketball or AFL fan? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you get free tickets out of No, oh. no, I don't. Maybe you can ask um, for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do a lot of campaign shoots for Melbourne Victory too and I used to oh, go yeah. to – I'm probably more interested in soccer football than yeah. AFL. But Fair enough. But I do love sport, sporting culture, I yeah. guess. Right. Like, yeah. So I'd, I'd shoot it like, a yeah, last year the tennis, the football, the basketball and I also shoot for a golf magazine. So, really? Yeah. I, I didn't do, know this. Yeah, I do a lot of um I, a I lot like of stuff golf. related to sport, but not live sport. Yeah. Yeah. We won't we won't the golf stuff might be disinteresting for other people, but I'll definitely chat about that once we're finished here. <laughs> Uh, ask some more questions about that one. Now, um, I, I had a look at your website, obviously, uh, before I came over, and fantastic website. Check it out. Uh, Thank we'll you. plug it at the end of the podcast. Um, now, you, on the first line of your uh, bio says, "Photography isn't just a profession; it's a reason for living." Like, yeah. uh, is there been a time in your life where you've, you know, you've thought, "Thank God for photography." Is this a? Yeah, it- yeah, it's um. I think in the beginning it it really helped me. I'm quite introverted. Right. Um, and often I wouldn't go anywhere because I just, you know, I just wanted to stay at home. Yeah. And so getting into photography, it kind of it gave me a reason to right. be yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. It, like, you know, not that you need a reason to go nah. anywhere, yeah. but I think sometimes as a shy person or an introvert, you need, you do need a reason. Like going yeah. to the pub and hanging out just isn't good enough. Like, yeah. um, or going to an event, or yeah. you know, hanging backstage with your mates' band or right. whatever. Yeah. And like having a camera made me feel, it gave me a reason to yeah. be there. Yeah, cool. And so I guess in the beginning, it, and it really brought me out of my shell as yeah. well because I had to. And learn how to talk to people. Right. That is, <laughs> and is, learn yeah. to how to enjoy talking to yeah, people. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, that's a massive part of it, isn't it? It's, it is. It's kind of your number one yeah. selling point to yeah. be able to talk the talk. Yeah. When somebody calls you wanting something. Yeah. I suppose you can email them. Yeah, I prefer email. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone out there? Yeah. <laughs> Much quicker to respond by email. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So and. Yeah, I mean, you can ask my partner, yeah. Lee. Like he, I'm constantly. I've always got a camera, yeah, on me, and I'm constantly um, photographing, no matter what or where. Right, yeah, that's are. great. Yeah. Have you ever uh, been able to sneak into things with because you've got a camera and you look professional? <laughs> like I should be. Yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like it'd be a good thing to sneak in, just make up a little press lanyard. I've never tried that so much, but (laughs) something that springs to mind is that I was out really late one night with a friend of mine um, and we were looking at trains in a train yard and I had had, um, a camera and a tripod on me and um, (laughs) and we were talking, the security guard came over because we were near the fence and he was like, what are you doing? And my friend was like, oh, we just, you know, she just wants to take some photos of the trains. (laughs) 
uh, he was not a photographer. I'm not <laughs> going to tell you what he was there for. But um, <laughs> And so the security guy was like, well, all right, that's cool. Um, I'm just going to open the gate and walk away and just let yourself out. Wow. As soon as possible, I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, got in and were yeah. able to take some cool shots of the trains in the train yard at it night. definitely works. Could yeah. have something to do that with, you know, I'm pretty unassuming looking. Yeah. Like, and I don't look like I'm going to cause anyone any trouble. So, <laughs> And then but, you yeah. both rolled him and took him to the wallet. And for like getting out of the house, you know, you've been able to get out of the country a lot yeah. Uh, yeah. for photography. Yeah. I've been able to travel all different parts of Asia, mm. uh, the States. Yeah. Um, what's sort of been your favourite place you've travelled to? And uh, from a photography p- perspective, like what is the best country you've been oh. able to take photos in? Um, I think I love Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, it, it is, a, it would have to be one of the most f- photographed places yeah. on earth. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's. Uh, I'm always surprised by how run down some parts of mm. LA are, and they yeah. seem to be the most photographed yeah. parts. Is that what you found? I tend to gravitate towards yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and also I, I was really inspired by Hong Kong, Yeah, I think, photographically. I've been to a, like most of the big major cities in the world, New York, London, Paris. Yeah. Melbourne, <laughs> you know, I've been to all those places, but no, nothing has struck me as much as Hong Kong did. Yeah. Like the first time, kind of walked around the island, yeah. um, and up and down the mid levels at night. Like I'd never seen anything like it, mm. and it really inspired me to um, take photos. And I think it was one of probably my first overseas trips. Yeah, right. Where I was, um, where I just was really proud and I still really love the photos oh, that great. I took. Excellent. There. Yeah. I was lucky enough to go to uh, Hong Kong for about ten days, eight days last year with the Comedy Festival Roadshow and yeah. we obviously had shows every night but you could go around. I'm not I'm not internationally travelled at all. Like I've been a bit of the Pacific and Asia. Um, but Hong Kong, yeah, it was it was like it's just on on Roy's. Like it's just yeah, amazing. It's incredible. The the architecture, the buildings. I couldn't believe a building could be so tall and, and thin mm. and stay upright yeah. in monsoonal weather. Like yeah. it just doesn't make sense. And on sense. such a slope. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and thousands amazing. and thousands of these buildings. I could imagine it would be a real, uh, very appealing for a photographer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And 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 the restaurant, like just the little alleyways and the. Mm. It's just like yep. nothing. Uh, the bamboo that that's what I couldn't get the my head. Yeah. yeah, bamboo scaffolding <laughs> on Skyrise buildings, like yeah. sky, like huge. I just yeah couldn't get my head around mm. that, but um, it obviously works. And they say it's stronger than steel. They do, but yeah. give me steel any day, I'd say. <laughs> 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 um, now you may when you went up to Hong Kong, was this uh, the on the same trip where you went to Japan and Hong Kong? No, uh, no, it was separate. Separate, right? Yep. Uh, so you went up. Um, with your partner Lee, yeah. uh, who's also known as uh, Platonic, um, and you made um, some really awesome. You've called them field notes, yeah. so it's basically a book of photography uh, of the landscape of Japan. Uh, yeah. Where were you mainly in Japan? Um, the book is it's kind of it's mainly around Tokyo, yeah, with some parts from the west coast um, down south a little bit, yeah. a little bit. 
kind of northwest, right? I guess. So it's it's yeah, a little bit from all over. We went on a couple of road trips. Yeah, we always go on a bit of a road trip. Yeah, whenever we go over there. Yeah, well, and because your partner uh, Platonic is a music producer. Yes, and so he took sounds of Tokyo and where yeah. you travelled to Japan and yeah. made tracks. Yes. So you, when you buy this book, it's called Field Notes Japan. You get some amazing photos of Japan, and then you have a record, yeah, which you pop on your uh, record player, and you can listen as you look at the pictures. You can listen to the sounds of Tokyo made into awesome yeah, tracks. Music. Yeah, it's I, I've never really come across anything like that. I never had a before. A, like a read along storybook when you're a kid. Yeah, I, I did, but were they the, they were more like this is just music, isn't it? it? Is, and, yeah. and and you've yeah. got to let your own imagination either with the music yeah. and the pictures just take you yeah. wherever you want to go. And you've also done one for Hong Kong as well. Yeah, so Hong Kong was our first one. Right, so it's Field Notes Hong Kong. It's called. Yeah, yeah. and this yeah the new one is Field Notes Japan. Yeah, have you got uh, interest in doing more of those? It's well, yeah, I guess. Like most people, traveling for work yeah. is um, a dream job. Um, yeah, we. I think it's been two years in between issues. Yeah. Um, so we would really like to just keep on doing them yeah. as long as we can. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. Uh, I mean, with Japan, Japan. I mean, we've both been there. Yeah. Like a number of times. Like I think our last visit, that was my fifth. Time oh, right. in Japan, yeah. so um, having enough images for a book was was pretty easy. Yeah. So if we decided to say go, oh maybe we want to do a book on Chile, yeah, and it's a long way away and it's expensive to get yeah. there. It'd be hard to um, compile a whole book on right. just one visit. So yeah, yeah. we have to be pretty selective about yeah. where we do them. Yeah. So we can you know, visit more than once. And, right. Yeah. Well, my hometown in Batemans Bay, New South Wales, <laughs> uh, you could do a great one there. It's got great. It's on the ocean. Field notes. You can stay at Mum and Dad's. Bay. Stay at my Mum and Dad's. So awesome. that's free. <laughs> Probably they'd have you for a week. No worries. Get sounds of the ocean and Seagulls. people fighting outside the pub <laughs> <laughs> on a Saturday night. Uh, yeah. So I'll, we'll plug field notes at the end, but I, I highly recommend people to. Jump on your website and check it out and purchase that. It'd be a great gift, wouldn't it? That would be a really nice gift for anybody into photography or it would music. Be. Um, yeah. Now, before we uh, we we wrap it up, um, I want to ask you a couple of things just regarding like this is just for your average punter at home. Yeah. Listen to this podcast. You know, they might take a photo. You know, Christmas has come and gone. New Year's has come and gone. Uh, we're into 2018. You want to take a photo for your Instagram? I know Instagram has filters and all that crap, but <laughs> You still want to nail a picture and people like myself included, I, I, I probably take five or six photos of something and pick one. Um, what are you, Have you got any tips just that I can <laughs> t- take that down to two or three instead of six? Uh, like with like you talk about lighting before in this kitchen and I <laughs> yeah. cannot see what you're talking about at all. It just looks like a kitchen <laughs> lit <laughs> normally. <laughs> Uh, but like say if you're – do you need to make sure light's behind you? Is that true? That's what I've sort of gathered. When you take your photo on your phone, this is. Yeah. So Generally, yeah, if you're taking – actually, one thing that I've always 
my one most important piece of advice for people who want to take good photos on their phone yep. is to make sure there isn't a fingerprint on the camera. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll see people's photos and they're all foggy and they're like, oh, I don't know why my photos are all foggy. They're always out of focus. And I'll look at the back of their phone right. and they've got like massive fingerprint on okay. their camera. First so, yeah. thing, check your, <laughs> yeah. yep. your little camera at the back. Yeah. Give that a, a wet wipe Bit or something. Yeah, just yeah. a T-shirt. T-shirt. It was always pretty good. No worries. And then um, I think I'm, I'm pretty good at getting people in the frame. But, yeah, um, <laughs> that's a good start. I find it hard. I get a lot of red eye. Yeah, right. How, how do you get rid of red eye? Is there a – Well, I've been told isn't there a, a filter for it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> red eye is caused by a flash. So maybe ah. try not using the flash. Okay. There yeah. you go. For it's everyone just the home. light um, bouncing back inside your eyeball. There you go. I'm yeah. sure a lot of people didn't know that. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah. you you Okay. So wipe your screen. Have the light behind you. Any yeah. light that's in the room, go have it behind you. So it's coming so over your shoulder. you as the photographer. Yeah. yeah it's coming it over your shoulder you. at your yeah. focus. Then, yeah. Okay. Thank you. And, and, some, and there's a thing called magic hour. Which um, is a time of the day that the photographers refer to as like just before sunset or just after sunrise. Magic hour. Magic hour. Really? It's like a really nice golden low light. It's probably the best time to photograph outdoors. Magic hour. Okay, so I have to remember that. <laughs> yeah. So I've got to wake people I want to take photos. Yeah, up. yeah. Oh, so but you can do it before sunset as well, or just before sunrise? sunset. Yeah. Yeah, for the hour before. Yeah. Oh, that's very handy. Mm. Thank you. Magic hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good name for a like a, a book of yeah. photos taken. Or a podcast within... on photography. <laughs> <laughs> the magic right. hour with yeah. Nicole Reed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you that would be great. You're talking about being an introvert and then you start a oh, podcast no. called The Magic Hour. <laughs> start hosting. Yeah, that would be great. Um well, that's it. that's it for today. Thanks very much for joining cool. me uh, on Taking It Easy. Before we uh, wrap it up, I want to plug uh, a few of your uh, social medias. Um, obviously, you've got your website, Nicole Reed. That's R E E D. A few ways to spell Reed, but yours is N I C O L E R E E D. Dot photography. So www.nicolereed.photography. How did you get that? Just dot photography. I've never. Oh, they came. I think it was about two years ago. They released a whole bunch of new domain oh, right. i don't know what what the proper terminology but you can have there's like you know dot photography dot plumber oh. dot um musician that's great dot yeah like mm. they bought out a bunch of them but Very it's, prob- it's still problematic when i try and put it on <laughs> <laughs> online forms <laughs> uh instagram i highly recommend people checking out your instagram you've got some great shots on there you've just been up to uh, was it late 2017 you went up to the Wimmera and uh, country yes. Victoria, which yeah. I think I've been up there a bit and that is just a beautiful part of Victoria. Oh, it's, it's just magical yeah. up there. The silos? Yeah. You got some so photos. That was a commission job um, from Juddy Roller who organised okay. the silo oh, trail. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do a lot of great work. Yeah. Um, so they'd commissioned me to go and document the six silos on the silo trail. Oh, great. So, yeah, it was a good way to finish the year. Yeah. Going on a bit of a road trip up yeah. there and we stayed overnight and Yeah, there's something yeah. about that part of Victoria. I really like it though. Yeah. It's the wheat belt that they call it, isn't yeah. it? The, oh, did you go yeah. to Oyen? 
no, I don't it's think up, so. Yeah, it gets really hot out there too. But um, mm. the paint, those paintings, and the just the wheat fields and the silos, it's just yeah, it's awesome. It's it's that quintessential Australia. It's worth a trip up just to see the, yeah. the trail and the, the old silo trail. little old motels and hotels. Yeah, in the little one pub towns. It's yeah, fantastic. Uh, so yeah, Instagram is Nicole Reed photographer, and your Twitter's the same, isn't it, Nicole Reed? But it's your, your handle is Nicasa. Yes, N I C A S A. A S A. Yeah. Excellent. And and as I said uh, earlier, we're talking about Field Notes Japan and Field, Note, Field Notes Hong Kong. Absolutely check those out. Uh, there's actually a website for that called fieldnotesproject.com. Well worth checking out and getting as a gift for someone you love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for cool. taking it easy with yeah, it. Thank you. No worries. See you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, as I mentioned at the end there, check out Nicole's website and follow her on all the social medias. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends, give it a subscribe or a rating on iTunes at Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. If you don't have, have iTunes, uh, you can follow the podcast on my website, danielconnell.com.au. Uh, it's under the podcast section. Also, while you're there, you can check out all my upcoming comedy shows uh, under the gig section of the website. Uh, and finally, why don't you jump on Facebook and like my comedy page, Daniel Connell Comedy. Uh, give a little like if you would like to do that. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening and take it easy.